Hello, Pastor Lisa Bates Froyland here from Redeemer Lutheran Church in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Welcome to our third season of the Redeemer Lives, Redeemer Lives podcast. The first two seasons used an interview format to explore the pandemic lives of several wonderful people connected to the ministry of our small, diverse, and mighty city congregation. This season, we wanted to offer a more portable way to take in the weekly preaching and music at Redeemer. Listen, as I do, to tons of podcasts while driving, walking my dog Titus, folding laundry, washing dishes, you get the picture. For the fall months of 2022, join us for our series, Peter, Paul, and Mary, as we follow the scriptural impact of three early Christian figures, Peter the Rock, Paul the Pen, and Mary Magdalene, the Tower of Our Faith Tradition. There is a narrative arc to these three months and perhaps some surprising twists and turns along the way, leading us to deeper questions about the decisions that were made along the way that have left us with the church in its current form. Not only that, but perhaps in these past leaders, we might see a way forward. And now, here's the sermon. Well, good morning, and again, welcome to Redeemer. My name is Pastor Mike. It is so good to be with you here on this All Saints Day. It is a day that we remember our loved ones who have gone before us into death and into new life with Christ. It is also a day that we remember those who come to new life in him who have been baptized in this past year. And so All Saints Day becomes this odd day of both mourning and celebration that we remember those who have gone before us into death and we grieve their loss, but we celebrate what they were, saints. Now Martin Luther often talks about the duality of human nature, that we are at once saints and sinners at the same time, and so these days when we remember our loved ones can also come with some complicated feelings as we remember the best and also the most difficult things about the people who we've lost. It is also a day that we not only commemorate our dead, but we also remember our own mortality. That All Saints Day reminds us of the inevitability of death. That many of us have watched people we love die, some slowly, some unexpectedly. And despite whatever care we might have offered, no matter what interventions we might have had in our loved ones' lives, death still comes for us all. And no matter how we faithfully care for people, we can't change the outcome. And so when we come to Mary Magdalene today, I think she understands this idea better than anyone. You see, for her, she had faithfully followed Jesus all the way from Galilee. And she had financially been a part of the group that supported the ministry of Jesus and the 12 disciples. And she had tried to put into teaching as best she could the things that Jesus was taught. And yet, here she is standing next to the cross on the day of crucifixion and she is entirely powerless to stop the crucifixion of Jesus 
her teacher, Messiah, and friend. But there is something in Mary that I think is really admirable, something that we can really latch onto in our own lives and learn from her. Now, not to throw Peter under the bus, but there's a very stark contrast to the ways that Peter deals with the inevitability of Jesus' crucifixion and the way that Mary does. You see, most of us know that we're in, when we're in situations that feel really threatening, our response can be fight, it can be flight, or we can freeze up. Now, Peter experiences all three of those things over the course of a single day. That as Jesus is being arrested, he wants to fight the people who are trying to arrest him. When he is asked, do you know Jesus? He freezes up and says, no, I, I don't know who he is. And when the time of the cross comes, he flees. And so it's in stark contrast that we find Mary Magdalene faithfully present. And that is her ministry and her witness is to be present. To be there in the most difficult moment, even though she can't change anything about the situation. That none of the money that she had, none of the faithfulness in following, none of the adherence to Jesus' teachings can stop what is to come which is that today Jesus is going to die and be buried. And so I wonder about this faithfulness. I wonder what it is in her that compels her to walk with someone who is dying and to not leave the side of Jesus the Messiah. And for me, it reminds me of a story from my own life this important ministry of presence, of just being there, and how powerful and impactful it can be to just be in the space with someone who is grieving and is losing a loved one. See, when I was 12 years old, my dad's brother, Brian, died in a sudden car accident, and he left behind his wife, Jenny, and my two cousins, uh, Rachel, who was not yet three years old, and Sam, who was not yet one years old. And I remember that in this moment where we are all dealing with loss and grief, I will never forget the ways in which my father, and especially my grandfather, responded to the situation. See, even in the midst of their own grief and loss, having lost a son and having lost a brother, they didn't really have words to say. Neither of them were ones for long-winded speeches. But the thing that they could do was show up. And show up they did. That over the next years, I mean, for the next decade and longer, they continued to show up in Jenny's life and in Rachel's life and in Sam's life. And especially as we found out that Sam had special needs, and even though he's in his 20s now, 
will never be able to uh, live independently. But he was a difficult child. Um, my dad and my grandpa always showed up for Shane. And they filled that void, whether it was a toilet that needed to be fixed, a fence that needed to be erected, or just some time spent with the kids so that Jenny could have a break. My dad and my grandpa, they were there. And the thing is that I don't consider either of these men particularly spiritual. You would be hard-pressed to find either of these men in a church on any days except for Christmas, Easter, or on days that my sister was singing in the choir. And yet, they had an incredible and profound witness, not only to me, but to Jenny as well, that they were faithful. That they showed up, and they didn't leave when things got hard. And no amount of them showing up could ever replace the presence of my uncle. But at the same time, we were all in Minnesota at the time, and Jenny's entire family was here in Milwaukee, and it would have been so easy for her to just say, I've lost all of my ties here. It's time to move back home and be close to my family. But because of the ways that my dad and my grandpa showed up in her life, she stayed in Minnesota. I think in part a realization that she still had family there. You see, it's my sincere belief that when we are faithful, when we show up in the middle of difficult situations, when we show up in situations where people are dying and sick, God shows up too. You see, as Mary continues to be faithful to Jesus and tends to him at the cross, at his burial, and continues to go visit the tomb even after the burial is completed, her faithfulness results in being the first to witness what God is doing next. Her faithfulness results in her seeing how God is going to show up in this world in a powerful way through the resurrection of Jesus. And in our own lives, we are called to that same faithfulness. That as we walk with our parents who are aging, as we walk with our kids who are struggling to figure out life, who might be dealing with addiction and mental health issues, our call is to be faithful, caring, and steadfast. And even when every action we take can't prevent the inevitability of death, our very presence creates the opportunity for new life. <clears throat> and so know this. Know that God is with you in your grief. And God shows up as we remain faithful and present. God is with you as you are with others. And God will work through you as you minister to others by simply being present. Amen? So this song is written by Willie Porter, who attends church here. And um, it's a beautiful song that talks about being present 
and it also echoes the theme of our of our our Sunday today There's a woman with a baby sitting next to me as we ride the crooked train into New York City. She holds that child on her bended knee, whispers something that only he could hear. She says, I will always love you. No matter what may come, I carried you inside myself. The two of us are one. No matter how you fall down or how it comes undone, to me you will always be shining. And he stares into her brown eyes above into the face of unconditional love. Ah. I see a man laying in the street. He left his motorcycle at a high rate of speed. In his eyes, there's a vacant see but he seems he seems to be smiling oh maybe he was a Muslim a Christian or a Jew I hope that he was laughing when off that bike he flew maybe he struggled to believe just like me and you as the ambulance too arriving and he stares at the sky above into the face of unconditional love ah, sometimes I'm impossible Sometimes a rage arose, sometimes all the dreams are spent strewn across the floor, and I see myself reflected in your eyes. Oh, the tragedy, the hope, and the fear. So in my hour of dying, when the light is clear and clean, if it helps read from the Bible, don't hook me up to those machines. Stay by my side as I slide into some peace. Give me strength over what I'm afraid of. In the face of unconditional love.
There you have it, a sermon and a song. Hope you are inspired, fortified, challenged by these podcasts, and also willing to donate to support our ministry in the heart of Milwaukee. Online, go to www.redeemermilwaukee.org. An old-fashioned paper check means no fees for you or for me. Redeemer Church, 631 North 19th Street, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53233. That's Redeemer Church, 631 North 19th Street, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53233. Until next time, may our gracious God increase your hope, strengthen your faith, deepen your capacity for love, and grant you peace.